Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I'm Nairby on this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're too kind. Too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You too. All right. All right. Thank you. Quiet. Quiet. All right. Damn, it's like I have a live studio audience or something. Anyway. It's time for another episode of Bayside, buddy. This is episode 11, SerialOnGrapeJuice.com. Twitter, I am Nerby. Instagram, I am Nerby. Uh, Twitch, Nerby Do. Go there, follow me. Be my bestest bud as we continue with Bayside, buddy. A Say by the Bell podcast, season two, episodes five and six. We're going to cover today, starting with House Party. Air date October 6, 1990, where we start at Screech's house. And Zack arrives, and he's excited that Screech's parents are going to be going away for four days. Screech checks out, sorry, Zack checks out an Elvis porcelain statue as Screech's mom walks in on her way out to go away with her husband. And she freaks out when she sees Zack holding Elvis. Zack almost drops the statue, but holds on. Screech's mom tells Zack that she would die if anything happened to the statue. Zack and Screech see Screech's parents off to Graceland for their wedding anniversary. And Mom is happy that Screech has someone as trustworthy as Zack as a friend. Yeah, of course she, yeah. Way to go, Zack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, Screech's mom plants kisses all over Screech, Zack, and the dog. As she gives them a list of rules to follow while the parents are gone. Screech unfolds the paper and it spills out, revealing it to be about five feet long. You know, that typical... Classic gag. We then go to Bayside where Screech is going over some of the rules with Zack and Slater. Rule number 136 is no girls. And rule number 137 is no parties. Zack isn't very happy about the no parties and no girls thing. But Slater assures him that they can still have fun doing guy stuff. Which excites Screech. As they can rip phone books in half. (laughs) And burp as loud as they want. Lisa, Jesse, and Kelly arrive, and Kelly suggests that they all go to the movies that night. Zack and Slater turn them down as tonight is guys' night, and it'll be men doing men things. Yeah, that's right. Men doing men things. Suddenly we see the first appearance of Violet, played by Tori Spelling, who waves at Screech. So they didn't bring her in as a new student or anything, she's just suddenly there. That's how Violet was introduced. And uh, I like Tori Spelling as Violet. I thought, I thought she was great. Uh, uh, she waves at Screech and Screech asks Lisa and Kelly you know, what does she do? What, what should he do? Because Violet's walking toward him. Violet tells Screech that she really liked his biology presentation and Screech tries to act cool says that he's always liked the mating habits of worms <laughs> as he accidentally falls into an open locker. Violet's apparent boyfriend Maxwell uh, Von Nerdstrom I believe his, his full name is Whereas Violet's is, um, Violet, uh, something, Hicker Snaff or something like that. Anyway, Maxwell arrives and he demands that Violet go to him right now. And he's, ex- he's upset that Violet was talking to another man after he went out of his way to buy her a gold-plated pocket protector. <laughs> Kelly tells Screech that Violet is hot for him, but Screech doesn't believe it. Maxwell reminds Violet that she is his girl. And she's not allowed to talk to any hunk but him. Violet gets sad. She slouches her shoulders and she walks away as we all go, Aww. And uh, 
Yeah, Tori was spelling was awesome as Violet, and I thought I, I've always thought it was cool that they gave Screech, you know, a legitimate love interest who liked him back. There was a previous couple episodes back. There was that Molly girl, but they never did anything with her. They brought in Tori Spelling, who was doing a nine hundred two one zero at the same time as this, and uh, yeah, so I liked her as Violet. It was great. Jesse confronts Maxwell and tells him that Violet deserves to be treated with respect. Maxwell then tells Jesse that he knows exactly what Jesse needs, and he grabs one and he plants one on her, something that uh, you can't do now. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, they did it anyway. Anyway, yeah. It, it was the 90s. Can't, you can't do this stuff now. Soon you're not going to be allowed to do anything except uh, uh, look out a window and cry. <laughs> Jesse's totally uh, Jesse totally towered over Maxwell here. Jesse Elizabeth Berkeley is commonly was commonly she, I'm sure she still is to this day. Very tall. We're gonna get to that in uh, the next episode we cover here. But here she just towered over this dude. But uh, anyway, we then go to the max where Jesse and Violet join Lisa and Kelly. Uh, yeah. Guess what? Violet broke up with Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. I just dumped the dweeb. I was tired of being treated as a nerd ornament. Huh? <laughs> well, good for you. You deserve someone better. Someone like a... Hey, what about Screech? Yeah. You mean Samuel Powers? Oh, he's so dreamy. <laughs> well, why would he want me? He could have any girl he wants. We have just entered the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Violet, why don't you come to the movies with us? Oh, hey, yeah, and if we hurry, we can all catch the 8 o'clock show. I'd rather find out what Zack, Screech, and Slater are up to. They said they were going to do men things, whatever that means. My brothers see who can burp the loudest. My youngest brother can say his full name, Kenny Leonard Kapowski, in one burp. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd love to know what guys do when we're not around. Yeah. I mean, besides talking about babes. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> Before we go on, let me just say, as a guy who has hung out with other guys, we don't talk about uh, finger quote babes or any of the stuff that uh, the ladies think guys talk about. We talk about movies, video games, and, and in the case of uh, a particular group of dudes that I've hung out with in the past, we talk about movies and, and, and we also create wrestling tag teams made up of retired wrestlers with uh, with disabilities. Sorry, not sorry, but that's the kind of stuff we do. We're not, you know, hanging out with each other talking about, hey, man, did you see uh, did you see what Kelly was wearing today, man? Yeah, man, she's so fine. No, we, we don't do that stuff. And But I'm sure the girls do talk about the stuff that, that TV says girls talk about. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Anyway, we then go to Screech's house where the guys dance and lip sync to Baba Baran, which is a little uh, homage to Risky Business. I've never seen that movie, but I'm just going to assume that's an homage to Risky Business. And while they're doing this little dance routine, all three of them, Lisa, Jesse, Kelly, and Violet have apparently broken into Screech's house because they're standing there watching and laughing at the dudes. The guys eventually notice and the notice the girls and quickly come back down to earth. Screech tells the girls that they, they need to leave. Violet tells Screech that she liked his dancing. Kelly, Lisa, and Jesse start to dance and mock the guys. 
and they grab Violet to join them, and they spin her around, knocking Violet into Screech's mom's Elvis statue and smashing it on the floor into a bazillion pieces. Zack then tells us that it looks like the king is dead again, as Screech faints, and we go to commercial break. Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Break it up, crack it down, fight towards the evil forever than five. Figures sold separately. Location Tibet. Assignment recover stolen microchip. Protecting it was Super Ninja. Hi-ya! First, Kimo stood up to him. Hi-ya! And was downed. Then Reed Smith flew in. Hi-ya! And was grounded. But now it's his karate against mine. Hi-ya! Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, Super Ninja, Reed Smith, Kimo, and other figures sold separately. New from Kenner. After the break, Screech is moping on his bed, and Lisa tells them tells him that it was just a statue, and Screech tells her that his mom would die if anything happened to it. And we get a Screech Day's Dream sequence here. So what's different about you? Did you shave your eyebrows? <laughs> I told you I'd die if anything happened to my Elvis statue. When the king hit the floor, I bit the big one. <laughs> it was an accident, Mom. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgive you, Samuel. But now you're going to have to apologize to him. Is this the boy I got you all shook up? Uh huh. Now, Elvis, don't be cruel. Well, I, I, I forgive you, little fella, but the damage is already done. We gotta be going now, Roberta. I'm giving a concert for my mom at the Pearly Gates. I'm singing live, if you'll pardon the expression. Uh-huh. <laughs> goodbye, Samuel. And say goodbye to Hound Dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It was an accident. Belding is Elvis, baby. I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so anyway, after the dream, Zack says that they'll just have to buy another statue, but Screech doesn't think there's time. Lisa says that, if, that uh, if it's for sale, she will find it. We then go back to Bayside, where Violet apologizes to Screech for killing Elvis. And Screech tells her that it wasn't her fault, which makes her happy with us with one of her snort laughs. For those who remember Violet, she did that uh, when she was giddy and laughed. She uh, did the, huh, so I'm not going to do it. You don't want to hear it in your ears, I'm sure. But she did the little snort laugh, which I thought was always pretty cool. Uh, Violet tells Screech that he's not like Maxwell at all. And she's so happy that they broke up. Screech gets excited upon hearing this, but quickly pretends that he's sorry for Violet. You know, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you know, when he's not. Lisa Kelly and Slater arrive to announce that they found an Elvis statue at a store, and it cost $250. $250 for a porcelain made in Taiwan, most likely, Elvis statue. It was the 90s, man. Even, Even, I remember back in the day, even flea markets back in the day at this time, they weren't cheap. And flea markets were supposed to be cheap, but no, they weren't. At least the flea markets I went to, they were not cheap. They charged more money for than uh, the, t- the department store did. It was ridiculous. So, I don't know. Anyway, 
They don't know where they're going to get the money to buy the statue. When Maxwell arrives, and he tries to get Violet to join him again with a snap of his fingers, but uh, she refuses. Maxwell then tells Violet that she blew it, not to come crawling back to him, and he leaves. Violet gets ticked off and says that she wishes someone would teach Maxwell a lesson. And Zach tells us that they're going to teach Maxwell a $250 lesson. We then go to Screech's house, where everyone is playing poker with Maxwell. He tells the group that they named five cards stud after him. <laughs> ah, nerd. And I love poker, man. It's especially a World Series of Poker, the World Poker Tour, with uh, Phil Hellmuth and Daniel Negrano and uh, Durr. I like watching that stuff, especially when uh, Phil Hellmuth, for those of you who know who Phil Hellmuth, Hellmuth, the poker brat is, when he just flips out. <laughs> they call it tilting. Uh, check it out. Go on YouTube if you've never seen it, man. Check out, uh, search on YouTube, Phil Helmuth, you know, spelled H-E-L-L-M-U-T-H. Phil Helmuth Tilt. And there's just compilations of this guy just having a meltdown. <laughs> and it's just classic. It's awesome. Ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, Maxwell tells Zach that he's only played poker once or twice with his mom. We then twirly wipe to later on in the night and Maxwell is cleaning up as he wins another hand with a full house. Screech hears his dog barking outside and he and Violet head out to bring it inside. Kelly then tells Zack that he can stop letting Maxwell win and Zack says that he's not letting him win. Another hand is dealt between Zack, Slater, and Max. Maxwell. Don't want to get them mixed up, so Maxwell. And Zack, Slater, and the girl. Well, Zack and Slater... They like what they see in Zack's hand, the hand that he was dealt. Zack bets $20. And Maxwell calls and raises $50. Zack doesn't have any more money and he asks the group for something worth $50. And Kelly and Lisa are, are just like, Zack, what are you doing? And Zack shows them his cards and they like what they see. Screech and Violet return with Screech's dog. And Maxwell suggests betting the dog. Screech doesn't want to do it because Zack, but but Zack assures him that it's a sure thing. Screech is iffy, but he agrees to do it because none of them know what a poker face means. <laughs> For real, man, you're playing poker. You don't friggin' if you have a good hand, you don't hey, basically let your opponent know. Oh man, I got a great hand. <laughs> you just you sit there, stone faced. The end. But uh, suspension of disbelief. Zack says that the dog is worth more than $50 and will bet it against Maxwell's chips, which conveniently have over $250 in it. Maxwell agrees and asks Zack what his hand is. Zack reveals four queens, and the group celebrates, so Zack has a four of a kind. Maxwell, of course, quickly shuts them down and shows that he has four kings. He also has four of a kind, but his four of a kind beats Zack's four of a kind, and thus Maxwell has won the hand... He's won the dog. He takes the dog and he leaves as Screech looks off into the distance with a dumbass look on his face. <laughs> and we go to commercial. What's next on the lineup? A station break. We'll take over. Have you DJed before? No. No. But we do a morning talk show all the time. Snap. Morning listeners know Rice Krispies is a hip. 
After the break, Screech is still in a daze and he starts to choke out Zack for losing the dog. And then the phone rings. Mom's gonna kill me. Yeah, what? Oh, Mom! Samuel, is everything okay? No. I mean, yes. Oh, good. Uh, Let me say hi to Hound Dog. Who wants to say hi to Hound Dog? What do I do? Wonderful. And what makes it even better is knowing I can trust you with the house. We're so proud. <laughs> Love you, Tinder. <laughs> Screech hangs up and he's upset that he's messed up after his mom said that she was proud of him. Zach is ticked off and says that Maxwell is going to regret the day that he met Zach Morris. And Slater replies that most of them already do. <laughs> ah, good one, Dimples, I guess. We then go to Bayside where Maxwell is admiring himself in the boys' locker room. No Slater, don't do it! I'm gonna break him in two, Zach. He took my buddy Screech's dog. No Slater, he won the dog fair and square. Besides, you can get suspended for breaking a nerd. Yeah, I don't care what they do to me. Nerdstrom, listen to me. You better get me that dog or else. Get away from me or you'll be sorry. What the, little, oh. Fully alert, fully alert. The latest thing in dweeb defense. Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? Uh... Nothing, sir. Maxwell's nerd alarm went off by accident. It's sensitive. Yeah, well, that's not what it looks like to me. Maxwell, are these two harassing you? (sighs) Don't be afraid to speak out, son. I'm here to protect geeks. (laughs) Guys like you. These fine lads were telling the truth, sir. (laughs) Thanks for helping, fellas. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay, if you say so. (laughs) Just remember, I'm going to be watching you guys. (laughs) Okay, Maxwell, why didn't you turn us in? There's something I want more than that mangy mutt. How about a lifetime pass to the Hollywood Earwax Museum? (laughs) Tempting. But I'd rather swap the dog for a date with legs. The dog for Jesse? Hey, wait a second. She is not going to like this, Preppy. Yeah, she's going to hate this. Let's do it. I love it, man. Bully alert. <laughs> and it was loud enough to have Belding basically right there ready to go and respond. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we then go to the max. I don't know if you can hear the wind blow howling in the background. It's uh, We got our first decent snowstorm here in Toronto overnight. So, yeah. Yay us. Anyway, we then go to the max where Zach has an idea to throw a party and charge $10 a head to get in. Slater likes the idea and Zach asks Kelly and Lisa to spread the word. Lisa and Kelly leave. And Jesse tells Zach and Slater that she'll do anything to help Screech get his dog back. Zack tells Jesse that Maxwell said he'd give the dog back if she'd go on a date with him, but Jesse refuses. Screech arrives and Slater offers to get him something. A Coke, some fries, or maybe a hot dog. (laughs) Which Screech hears and he starts to cry. (laughs) 
Zach continues to guilt trip Jesse and she agrees to go on one date with Maxwell. We then go to the party at Screech's house and they've collected almost enough money to bring Elvis back to life. Maxwell and Jesse then arrive. Zach tells Maxwell that a deal's a deal. He asks where the dog is. Maxwell doesn't fall for it and says that if he gives the dog back now, Jesse's just going to leave. So he's, you know, exactly smart play by Maxwell. So Maxwell is giving the dog off to some friends to keep an eye on it until he gives the signal that everything's all great. And then, uh, yeah, they can give it back. And then Maxwell reaches out to Jesse to do some dancing together. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa then informs Zach that they now have the month. They, they now have enough money to bring Elvis back to life. And Slater quickly runs out to go get him. We then quickly cut to later in the night as Maxwell is dancing with Jesse and Jesse's just worn out asking for help from uh, Lisa and Kelly. Lisa and Kelly debate about which one of them is going to sub in for Jesse. They just agree to just let Jesse keep dancing with Maxwell. <laughs> Zach then informed Maxwell that it's now 10 o'clock and he wants the dog. Max agrees, but not after first receiving a date-ending goodnight kiss from Jesse. But Jesse refuses as a geek arrives with Screech's dog. Maxwell insists on a goodnight kiss from Jesse and Zach agrees that it's only fair. He tells Maxwell to close his eyes and pucker up, which Maxwell does. Zach then grabs Screech's hound dog and puts it in front of Maxwell's face as Maxwell kisses it right on the mouth. And Jesse then quickly moves back into position to make it appear as though Maxwell kissed her. Maxwell is in dreamland as he wonders why he messed around with Violet, who he calls Lame Lips. Screech gets ticked off after hearing this, and he tells Maxwell that he didn't kiss Jesse, but he kissed the dog. Screech kicks Maxwell and his geek friend out of the house, and Violet calls Screech a stud muffin. Screech asks Violet if she'd like to be his girl, and Violet accepts and gives him a quick kiss on the mouth. Screech's parents then, which was cool, as I said, it's good that Screech was finally given a lady who liked him back. Well done. Like, legit, not like that Molly girl, but... Like a legit, uh, legit girlfriend, a continuation girlfriend. I mean, she's not, obviously everybody knows, well, for those who don't know. Well, why would you be listening if you don't know? She doesn't stay in the series until the end of this, of it, but she's in a few more episodes. Anyway, Screech's parents then return and everyone starts freaking out as Slater isn't back with Elvis yet. And there's a party going on at the house. Screech's mom enters the house and she's shocked to find the aforementioned party going on at the house which is a violation of Rule 137. Screech tells Zack to explain to Screech's mom why it looks like there's a party going on. And Zack replies that it is a, that it's a, that, uh, it is a party. And he snaps his fingers to reveal a happy anniversary banner because suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Everyone wishes Screech's mom a happy anniversary even though we don't see his dad. Slater then arrives with the Elvis statue. He, he's a little too clumsy with it. And he, as he trips on a bag, one of Screech's mom's travel bags, I believe it was, which sends the statue flying into the air. Zack catches it and quickly puts it onto the mantle. Screech's mom tells Zack that there's something wrong with the statue. And it's that Elvis likes to face the kitchen so he can watch her cook. Screech's mom then tells everyone to start dancing, what they do. And we get the credits on a... On a pretty alright episode, not the best, but it was, we, we got the introduction of Violet, who I liked as a character. We're going to see more of her later. 
And Screech, as I said, got a, he's got a legitimate girl. And so, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. There's going to be even better ones. One of which is coming up right now. I loved watching this episode back. Blind Dates. <laughs> uh, season 2, Episode 6, air date October 13th, 1990. Now, I checked on Saved by the Bell wiki. Saved by the Bell has a wiki page. And it has a brief synopsis of every episode. And I just looked at the synopsis of this episode, and it said, I'm, I'm pretty freaking positive that it's said in there, that Slater goes out on a date with a blind girl. And, spoiler alert, he doesn't. So, so not everything on the internet is, is correct, everybody. Surprise, surprise. But we start this episode in the halls of Bayside, as Zach tells us happily, he's like, happy, that he just got detention. <laughs> Again. And he's the only kid on the Americans Most Wanted list. Zach isn't upset because he's Kelly's date for her birthday party on Saturday night. And uh, when he says this, all the girls in the live studio audience just go, Woo! So, yeah, the, the woos, all that stuff for Zach and Slater and you know, the occasionally screech really get vamped up starting now. Uh, Lisa and Jesse arrive, and Jesse asks Lisa who she's uh, going to the party with, as Slater asks uh, why Lisa just can't go to the party without a date. Lisa tells Slater that she doesn't go to the supermarket without a date. And Jesse agrees with Slater as it's the 90s, man. Yeah, it's the 90s. And men and women can go to parties alone. Slater agrees and says that when a guy goes to a party alone, <laughs> it's because he wants to. But when a girl goes to, to a freaking Slater, when a girl's go to when a girl goes to a party alone, it's because she can't find anyone to take her. <laughs> Jesse, surprise, surprise, is sickened by this comment, and Slater tells her that uh, when she does the feminist thing, her nose scrunches up and she looks cute. Zach and Kelly arrive and want to know if any if everyone's got a date for the party. They tell Kelly that they're working on it, as Zach smugly says that he's got his date, you know, referring to Kelly, which turns off Slater. Did I say Slayer? Slater. Slater. The bell rings for classes to begin, and Slater tells Zach that he's going to get Kelly back someday. Uh, uh, someday, question mark. I don't rem I don't remember Slater and Kelly dating one day, but okay. <laughs> I mean, he danced with her on that uh, premiere episode at that dancing competition at the Max, but no, oh, they they never they never dated, they never kissed, nothing, and I don't think they ever do. Spoiler alert! So, all right, Slater. Anyway, Belding then arrives and tells the two ran he he tells two random students in the halls that his niece is in town. And they hear this and they quickly take off. Belding then asks a kid who is on the payphone in the hallways if he'd like to go out with his niece on Friday night. And the guy quickly hangs up and he runs off. Belding then tells Slater that his niece is in town and he would like someone to show her around. Zach asks Belding what his niece looks like. <laughs> Belding replies that she's a Belding. Slater then gets a, a bubble thought over his head of... <laughs> Of Mr. Belding as a woman. And he quickly takes off. <laughs> Screech shows up and he tells Belding that he heard about the mercy date for... The mercy date. <laughs> for his niece. 
And Screech volunteers to be the mercy date because Screech says he'll date anything. Right, Violet? All right. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, Belding tells Screech that if he can't find anyone else, Screech is the man. Zack then gives Belding the detention slip to sign and Belding replies that, oh, it's number nine. But Zack insists that it's number eight. But Belding replies that number eight was when Zack sold the schools to the Japanese. <laughs> Belding smiles and tells Zack that a tenth detention will result in suspension. Ah, oh, Belding, you're like, ah, oh, come on. Come on, teachers being happy for students. Uh, what's the word? Uh, tardiness? Come on, man. You got to encourage the boy. And then we then go to class. <laughs> and Lisa tells Jesse that she found a date for her. And it's her next sport, next door neighbor. The bell rings, and class begins. <laughs> now there are two types of genes: dominant genes and recessive genes. Not to be confused with blue genes. <laughs> Enough humor. Now, if the father passes along, Mr. Morris, <laughs> is that a note you're taking? Uh, yes, sir, I'm taking notes. Good, well, then you'll know this. If the father passes along a brown-eyed gene, the mother passes along a blue-eyed gene, what do you get? Uh, look at your notes. <laughs> a really cute babe with brown eyes who goes to private school. Watch it. Watching, sir. Now, suppose we have a boy and we don't know his blood type. Now, if the mother is O and the father is AB, what would you think about the boy? Mr. Morris? Read. I won't go out with him unless I meet him first. <laughs> Very level-headed. And you know, they need level-headed people in detention hall. Oh, no, oh, sir. Yep, nice going, ladies. I mean, after a previous episode where they got on, they got on Zach's ass for not confessing about messing with the golf cart in Driver's Ed, you think Jesse and Lisa would repay the favor, but, you know, they just like passing notes and having Zach as the middleman. <sighs> anyway, we then go to Belding's office where he's begging two geeks to go out with his niece. One geek can't because he's practicing for a chess tournament. And the other one can't because he's sorting his M&M's out by color. <laughs> I used to do that as a kid, but not with my M&M's, with my Smarties. Which, uh, for you Americans out there, up here in Canada land, Smarties are... They're not those tangy pill candies that you call... Up here we call those rockets. We get them for Halloween. But Smarties up here are like M&M's, only they're just slightly bigger. And they're made by a different chocolate company. But yeah, Smarties. I used to separate them when I was a kid and uh, just be in my room with my separated by color Smarties and pretended that they were drugs and I was a drug dealer. <laughs> hey, I turned out fine, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Belding is excited to see Zach's 10th detention slip and it looks like he looks at it with great joy as a light shines down on him and Hallelujah is sung. Belding happily gives Zach one week suspension and then Belding's phone rings. He answers it, and it's his, it's his wife calling to ask if Belding has found a date for his niece. Belding says that he just can't force someone to go out with his niece, 
as Zack spits gum into the air and catches it back in his mouth like a man. That's right. I bet you can't do that, Slater. Yeah. Belding then smiles and hangs up. And he rips up Zack's detention slip, telling Zack that he's going to give him another chance as long as he takes his niece out Friday night. His, uh, Belding's niece is named Penny. Zack is hesitant until Belding acts like he's going to call Zack's parents. <laughs> Belding, was, Belding was really a dick in this episode, man, for real. He was just real ass. Uh, but anyway, Zack... <laughs> Zack, seeing that Belding was being a dick, threatening to call his parents, agrees to take Belding's niece out, and they start negotiating. And they agree that Zack will show Penny Belding... A good time for three hours so long as Belding pays for it with $20. And uh, in uh, 1990, $20 did go a long way. For the most part. So it doesn't sound like much now, but hey, this, that was, this was 30 years ago. 30 years, damn. We then go back to the halls of Bayside and Zach tells us that he's sorry that we had to see that. Now he's stuck having to hang out with Belding's niece on Friday. Kelly then arrives and tells Zach that the Max was booked... So her birthday party got moved from Saturday to Friday. Zach is caught off guard because now he's screwed and we go to commercial. Constructs. You build. Constructs. Power. Batteries not included. Constructs. You build. Constructs. Control. Constructs from Fisher Price. After the break, Zach enters Belding's office with crutches, or on crutches. He's got a big cast on one of his legs, and uh, his head is wrapped up slightly, like a headband, but with bandage. Belding asks Zach what happened, and Zach says that he got into a skateboarding accident, and he can't go on the date now. But Belding doesn't buy it, because Zach pulled the same deal last midterms. <laughs> He tells Zack that if he's too banged up to go on the date, then Zack is suspended again. And Zack instantly is healed. Belding tells Zack that his niece Penny will meet him at the mall at 7 o'clock. And, and she's going to recognize Zack by the red rose that he's going to be carrying. God, Belding is an asshole here. <laughs> anyway, Belding tells Zack not to forget the rose because without it, his niece won't know who Zack is. Zack hears this and he suddenly grins. Because now he's got an idea and it's a great friggin' idea. <laughs> we then go to the girls' locker room where Lisa is still selling her neighbor on Jesse as Kelly arrives. Jesse is still iffy, but Kelly and Lisa ask her how bad it can be. And uh, Jesse has a daydream and imagines how bad it can be. <laughs> favorite show, The Blind Date Game. Today, a lucky girl will win a blind date with one of these eligible bachelors. Bachelor number one is a night person who loves to laugh. His name is Teddy Krueger. <laughs> Bachelor number two is a real cut-up whose relationships with girls are always short. Say hi to Mason Voorhees. <laughs> Our third bachelor is the richest kid in the world. Welcome, Donald Chump. (laughs) 
Now let's meet a wonderful girl who can't get a date. Desperate Jessie, come on out. <laughs> Jessie, who will it be? Don't make me choose. Well, then you get all of them. <laughs> I love it. All of them. <laughs> and Screech is Donald Chump. <laughs> but all of them. You can't make a choice, then they're all yours. <laughs> oh, I love it. After the daydream, Jessie is freaking out. And she tells Lisa that if she's going to go out with uh, her neighbor, she has to meet him first before going out with him. And Lisa agrees to have uh, her neighbor friend meet Jessie for lunch the next day. We then go to the aforementioned next day at the Max as Lisa and Jesse arrive. Lisa points out her neighbor, Brett, who is already there. And Jesse has a little panic attack, wondering if she looks okay. Jesse and Lisa walk over to Brett's table. And he starts to get up to say hi, but Jesse quickly stops him, telling him that he doesn't have to get up. <laughs> Lisa introduces the two and leaves as Jesse sits down. They talk for a little bit about school and family and likes and dislikes. And Jesse seems to like what she sees. This uh, this guy, this dude, Brett, Brett, seemed like a cool dude. And this is the only episode we see him in, I'm pretty sure. And uh, Jesse asks Brett to Kelly's birthday party and he accepts. Lisa returns to confirm that everything is good. As Jesse and Brett just continue to gaze into each other's eyes. Brett tells Jesse that he's got to go and go back to school he'll see her on Friday night. They both get up to say goodbye to each other, and Jesse sees that she's about a foot taller than Brett as he heads off. She towered over this dude. Not as much as, um, as, uh, as, uh, little Maxwell previous episode was towered over. But yeah, Brett is, uh, he's a, he's a short dude. Kelly and Lisa rejoin Jesse, and they like, they see, they dig him. Well, obviously Lisa likes him. She's, she knows him, so she knows he's cool. Kelly thinks he's cool too, but Jesse points out that he's short and she's tall. And as a result of that, they're going to look stupid together. And as a result of that, Jesse says that she liked Brett when he was sitting down. <sighs> you look better sitting down, asshole. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but she did say that she liked Brett when he was sitting down. And she calls off the date and leaves. We then go to the boys' washroom at Bayside as Zach and Screech walk in. Look, Screech, I have a problem. If I don't take Building's niece out Friday night, I get suspended. But Friday night is Kelly's birthday party, and if I show up with a date, she'll dump me. Yeah, I'd scratch your eyes out. Come here, look, I'm gonna do you a favor. Last time you did me a favor, I ended up naked on a bus. Look, you had a window seat. Right? Look, Friday night, you're going out with Belding's niece. I am? Yeah. All you need to do is pretend you're me. That way I keep Kelly and I don't get suspended. Do I look that desperate for a date? <laughs> what time do I pick her up? Right, that's my screech. Everything's gonna work out perfectly. <laughs> it's incredible what you can hear standing on a toilet. Yep, I love it. No explanation needed. Just Slater was standing on a toilet for no reason. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. And then we get a commercial break. 
show and tell time. Another teddy bear? My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories, he... Four batteries not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you... Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. After this break, uh, Zach and Screech are in Zach's bedroom dressed in matching outfits. And Zach is, see, uh, Zach is teaching Screech how to walk cool. They then go over how to properly remove a jacket. And then they do a stance as they both look into the camera and the girls in the live studio audience go wild again. As Zack and Screech stand there looking like they're posing for Tiger Beat. <laughs> Seriously, Tiger Beat, those teen magazines were big at this time. Tiger Beat, Bop, uh, I don't know, whatever else. But yeah, they were pretty uh, pretty popular back in the day. Zack then shows Screech how to open a door with style. He opens up his bedroom door, does a little turn, and stands all cool in the frame. As Screech marvels, and the girls in the audience once again go nuts. Screech then gives it a try and he fails to grab onto the door frame and falls down the stairs. <laughs> Screech. We then go back to Bayside where Lisa and Kelly are at their lockers when Jesse arrives. Lisa and Kelly, because they're females, and females do some pretty, pretty sly, s- sneaky little things. Lisa tells Kelly that she's going to her dad's country club after school. And she'd invite Kelly. But it's for rich people only, so Kelly can't come. And, and Kelly just Kelly is like, okay, I understand. That's okay, because females do this, damn it. <laughs> Jessie's disgusted by this until she realizes that she pretty much did the same thing to Smurf Boy. Brett. Lisa and Kelly congratulate each other on their performances. Because that's what females do. <laughs> And Jesse agrees to go to Kelly's party with Brett. Screech arrives and tells Kelly that he can't come to her party because he's taking his new fox, Penny Belding, to the movies. Kelly is okay with it, and uh, she leaves. As Slater then tells Screech that Kelly's actually upset because one of her best friends won't be at her birthday party. Slater in his tank top then suggests to Screech that after the movies, they go to Kelly's party anyway. Screech agrees. Slater and he's friggin' yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Slater's gonna get his here, man. Slater agrees, and we quickly go to Kelly's party at the Max where kids are dancing. Slater is having punch all by himself because he couldn't find anybody to go with him. <laughs> and Jesse is trying not to dance with uh, little Brett as uh, instead they're both sitting in a booth. Zach then goes to Slater and mocks him for being dateless. Well done, Zach. Slater tells Zack that the night is still young and Zack says that the night is perfect and there's nothing Slater can do about it. Slater then points out that he may not be able to do anything about it, but Screech and Penny Belding, who have just arrived, can. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And Screech is wearing a friggin' blonde wig (laughs) to look like Zack. (laughs) And he introduces Lisa... To Penny Belding, who's played by uh, Jody Peterson, who, um, for those who watched Growing Pains, the show, the sitcom Growing Pains with the Seavers and uh, Kirk Cameron in them, Jody Peterson played uh, Ben Seavers' girlfriend, like 
in about season five or so, the blonde, the feisty blonde. So her, she also played Penny Belding here. Uh, Screech refers to Lisa as his ex. <laughs> Lisa asks, what's up with the hair? And Screech says that he's trying something new. The real Zack then asks the fake Zack if they can talk alone for a minute. The real Zack asks fake Zack what he's doing there and what's up with the wig. And fake Zack replies that it gives him that extra bick of Zackosity. <laughs> oh my god. Real Zack tells fake Zack that he's basically going to kick his ass if he doesn't take Penny Building and take a hike. Penny then asks um, Fake Zack who that guy was, and Fake Zack replies that it's his best friend Screech, and he's a dweeb. <laughs> oh, Screech was awesome here. Especially in the wig, I love it. We then go back to Jesse and Brett, who asks, uh, who asks Jesse to dance, but she still doesn't want to dance. And uh, Brett asks Jesse if uh, then, uh, do you mind if I ask Lisa to dance? And Jesse says, no problem. Brett then grabs Lisa to dance and tells her that Jesse hasn't gotten over their height thing yet. Lisa quickly grabs Jesse and takes her on the dance floor to talk and dance for a second or so. Lisa tells Jesse to basically to smarten up before she blows up with a cool dude. And she pushes Jesse back over to Brett who is dancing and they both start dancing a little. Then suddenly a slow song starts to play and the two get a little awkward. Brett quickly has an idea and brings Jesse over to a set of steps so he can stand on one of them and be at her height level. Jesse still doesn't feel better and Brett gets off the step. Jesse apologizes for being an ass and Brett forgives Jesse, referring to her as Beanpole, and Jesse refers to Brett as Shorty as they continue to dance together. And uh, yeah, I thought this dude was pretty was pretty cool, but. Uh, I mean, you can't have too many characters in a, in a show. It'll just friggin' water it all down. So, what you gonna do? Meanwhile, Fake Zack and Penny Belding are dancing together, having a good time, when Slater tells Fake Zack that the real Zack wants to see him right away. Fake Zack, a.k.a. Screech, for those who've forgotten, he heads off. Slater then introduces himself to Penny Belding. Hi, I'm Slater. I'm Penny Belding. Hey, Penny, you see that girl over there? That's Kelly. It's her birthday. Oh, that's Kelly? Yeah, right. Okay, now, her and Zach, they're real close. I mean, they're like brother and sister. And it would be a great birthday present if she heard that you and Zach were having a good time together. Come on. Okay. Hey, Kelly, this is Penny Belding. Hi, I'm glad you could come. Yeah, me too. Me three. <laughs> Why don't you two get to know each other? Have fun. Talk. <laughs> Are you having a good time? Oh, yeah. I've met some great people tonight. Especially Zach. Yeah, Zach is nice, isn't he? Oh, yeah. We've had a terrific time together. You have? Yeah, but we're going to be leaving in a minute. You and Zach? Oh, he's so hot. He makes my teeth sweat. <laughs> but what about Screech? Oh, he's okay, if you like that type. Zach and I are going back to my uncle's house. He won't be home for a while. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean, you, you, a nice girl. <laughs> All right, what a party. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I've always loved that little trash talk bit by Kelly there. You unnice girl. 
Ah, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> Un you unnice girl. <laughs> not even a word. Penny Belton then grabs Screech, a.k.a. Fake Zack, and tells him that they need to leave fast because all the girls are crazy for him. And they head out. Kelly then goes to real Zack and asks him what's going on as Slater. Slater and his stupid dimples stand behind Kelly listening in. Kelly asks Zack if he told Belting he'd go out with his niece and Zack comes clean. Kelly tells Zack that she'll never forget this day as long as she lives and she should be furious. Which Slater and his dimples agree and Slater and his dimples agree with. Kelly gives Slater a basically well, Kelly basically gives Slater a shut the hell up look. <sighs> and she tells Zack that she doesn't know anyone else who would go through so much trouble just to make her happy. Haha, <laughs> Slater. She gives Zack a hug and a kiss, and they walk off as Zack goes to show Slater the kiss spot, and we get the credits. On a great episode, Screech as fake Zack with the with the wig was just great. <laughs> ah, Slater got put in his place by friggin' Zack, Screech, and Kelly. So stay there, clown. But anyway, that was Bayside Buddy episode eleven, courtesy of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com, Twitter. I am Nerby, Instagram. I am Nerby, Nerby do on Twitch. Next week. We're going to continue with episode 12 of Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast as we look back at uh, Saved by the Bell season 2 episodes 7 and 8 entitled Rent-A-Pop, which is a good one. <laughs> Rent-A-Pop, <laughs> where Zach hires an actor to play his father to meet with Belding. And Miss Bayside, a great, great one where, uh, well, hey... Why can't a dude join the Miss Bayside pageant? We're going to see why they can't. Why? Well, we're going to see why. Next time. Join me then. Share this around. Have a lovely week. We will see you next time here on Bayside, buddy. Yay, fake Zach. Boo, Dimple Boy. This is for you, Dimple Boy. Boo! That's right. Screw you and your muscles. Have a lovely day, and we will see you next time.